0: episode number 292 of What Did You Watch This Week? My name is Mike. And my name is John. How uh, you been?
1: Uh, I've been pretty good.
0: Yeah? Nice. Did you watch a lot uh, of stuff?
1: Um, I did and I didn't. Like, I, I do have a lot of things that I watched, but um, I, I don't feel like it was a lot... You ever have those weeks where it's like you look at your list and you're like, wow, I did watch a lot of stuff, but it doesn't feel like it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Or you watched, like, multiple episodes of a show. So it's mm. like, man, I watched, like, ten episodes of this show, but it's really yeah. the only thing I watched. Correct, yes. Yeah,
1: That yep. works I've exactly that way.
0: I've, I've been there. I have done that.
1: Yep, I feel like that's me this week. So what did you watch then? Uh, well, I will say that aside from the stuff that we watched, uh, I did watch, uh, that show on Hulu crossing swords with the little stop motion. It's like perverted and dirty and stuff in the kingdom. Uh, that came back this week. So I watched like three episodes of that still fun, good background show. Uh, very, very dirty. Um, definitely not the kind of thing you want to watch with the kids around.
0: Yeah. I did see that that was on there.
1: Yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh, three and a half episodes in, I think. Um, and I also, uh, Julie and I have continued our advancement on Dr. Who, you know, how's that going for, uh, good. We got through, um, the parting of the ways, um, I'd say minimal tears involved, but you know, it, it was, it was an okay amount of tears, you know, and when, and how
0: was Julie reacting?
1: Uh, she was fine. She, she gave me yeah, a big hug not. and said that it's okay. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, man. Like it, it never gets any easier. Like that's just the first one. And it was only one season of him, but you know, when he's sitting there and <clears throat> you see him taking all the time, vortex energy, and you know, it's coming. Yep. You know, he looks at her and he goes, it looks like you could use a doctor. And he plants his lips right on her and sucks the energy out. And you're like, oh, no. And then he's kind of like spasming. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going to be here. It's going to be somebody else. The His last line there, you know, he's like, you know what, Rose? You were brilliant. And you know what? So was I. And then, boom, head cocks back. And we get David Tennant.
0: This was the most unique, in my opinion, um, transition from one doctor to the next in reference to her as like I don't remember maybe I don't remember it enough maybe that's probably why I'm thinking it was so unusual this uh trans uh, transition mm-hmm. because typically doesn't the doctor die and I don't remember yeah. Eccleston's doctor dying I just remember him being like oh it's my time
1: Well, it was because, you know, with the whole uh, Bad Wolf thing, Rose uh, broke – had Mickey and her mom help break open the TARDIS control panel so that she could telepathically tell it to go back to him. But she stared in the time vortex, so then she came out and she had the power to destroy the Emperor of the Daleks, but it was too much for her and it was going to kill her. So then that's why he was like, all right. looks yeah. like you need a doctor and he sucked in all that energy. And yeah, right. that's why, um, okay. That's why tenant for the first day or so was unconscious and he kept exhaling extra time particles.
0: That's right. I remember the transition of tenant and how we started out that way. Yep. Okay. All right. That actually, ma- okay. Thank you for the reminder.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was on my mind too. I was like, I know that there's something wonky here. Um, and this was also, I thought you were going to go into the fact that like, this was the first time that the doctor, the actor playing the doctor, um, like at the time he left the show and he didn't say anything to the press, didn't say anything in any of the press tours or anything like that. Um, but Russell T Davies and the two executive producers at the time were like, yeah, he was tired. He was exhausted. It took too much of a toll on him. So he wanted to get done. Yeah. And, uh, And he never said anything, never said. And it was like 20, 30 years before he finally came forward and was like, okay, you know what? They did me wrong. It was a toxic work environment. I went to them. I told them I didn't like it. They said, tough luck. I agreed to part amicably. And I said, you know, I will part. I will not say anything bad about you, the show, anything like that if you do the same. And they said, sure. He goes, and then they said, oh, he was tired. He was exhausted. He goes, which blacklists you because nobody wants to work with somebody who's tired and exhausted on set. He's like, so I had a hard time getting work after that, but I still never said anything bad about them, but it was on them. So that was a bad thing. You know, every other doctor since then they've run their three years, four years, whatever. And then they're like, you know, I think it's time to move on. And they go out there and they tell everybody what a great time they had and how much fun they had. And, but you know, it's time to go. And, we're all going to be, I'm going to miss it. It's been my favorite thing. But with him, he just like fucking vanished, dropped off the face yeah. of the earth.
0: No, that was pretty weird, actually. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He played the doctor in 2005. So mm-hmm. 16 years ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it wasn't 20 or 30 years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. I think that's all the shows that I watched that you don't watch. Let me just double check here. No, I think that was about it.
0: Well, the Connors, um, wasn't on this week. Uh, we finished up CSI Vegas. They, they had the season finale. Um, Ooh. it was a good story. 10 episodes. It was a good story. I enjoyed it. Nice. Uh, Kate enjoyed it. So it's something that um, you enjoyed. We enjoyed. Uh, they are going to come back with another season. They kind of gave you a little cliffhanger. It almost looks like if they continue the pattern, the season is going to be consistent of one overarching storyline that goes from the first to the last episode of the season and concludes in the last episode. And then like little crime of the week stories you know, for A and B stories throughout. Okay. And I can get behind that. I like that.
1: Yeah. Sounds like a Doctor Who kind of thing.
0: Kind of. Yeah, a little bit. Um, hmm. Let's see. What else? Let's see. The only other shows I can think of that I watched, like I watched a couple episodes of Grimm. I watched a couple episodes of The Expanse. Um, my work schedule and then going to wrestling and – uh, having to be at work. Yeah. My work schedule and, and other stuff. I really didn't watch a lot this week at all. Um, I watched Hawkeye. I mm. Watched the Hawkeye.
1: I did watch Hawkeye. What'd you
0: think of this week's episode of Hawkeye?
1: Um, Less filler, but still, um, I, I like the fact, one of the things that I like about this is the fact that, you know, Hawkeye gets treated with such celebrity, you know, cause in all honesty, he was kind of the butt of the joke for a yes. lot of time. You know, you had yep. a God and you had a super soldier and a guy in a billion dollar suit and a Hulk. And this is the guy who shoots arrows. Yeah. You know, he's been the butt of jokes for Very years loud, now, even the in the comics. Um, but now like, you know, we left off last episode where the sword master there has him like with a sword to his throat and then he's like oh wait it's you oh my god i've got an avenger in here i've got the hawkeye like everybody's just fawning all over him um so this episode was called something like partners basically or so partners Partners, am i right yeah and all throughout this kate is trying to say that they're partners and he keeps he's not even getting angry about it he's just like no we're not partners we're not partners (laughs) Yeah, absolutely not partners no we're not partners um, they also kind of answered, they've been doing a lot in this series of answering questions that maybe you had, but you didn't realize you had like, where does he get all those trick arrows? Well, he goes and recycles them. Yes. He's, he's going to yeah. go back and get them.
0: Yeah. Cause he only has so many. Yeah. Um, Kate figures out that, uh, that Hawkeye was Ronin.
1: Yes. It's about time too.
0: Yeah, I know. Right. right. Hawkeye figures out that Kate's soon to be stepdad. Uh, runs a shell corporation that launders money for the tracksuit mafia.
1: Right. Although it's doubtful that he's Echo's direct boss, but he's definitely yeah. involved with that group.
0: Um, they're trying to find Clint's watch that was also hmm. stolen from the Avengers coll- compound collapse. And then it was at the black market auction and this and that. And his wife is able to track it from a signal the watch puts out to an apartment. And when they get there, it's, it's Lopez, you know, the, the mute girl. Echo. Echo. Yeah. Sorry. No, Lopez. That's her name, but echo. Yeah.
1: Well, she's deaf, not mute.
0: That's what I meant. Deaf. Anyhow, a big fight breaks out. Where Clinton starts fighting a masked girl on the rooftop. while Kate is fighting echo in Echo's apartment. And then they manage to all get on the same roof and they're all fighting each other. And it turns out that the masked assailant or assassin, whatever, was uh, Elena Belova.
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: you know, Black Widow's sister. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And well, that's, it uh, makes
1: good on that P.S. scene that we saw in yes, Black Widow.
0: Yes, it does. But with the appearance of a, as Clint put it, Black Widow assassin. He basically says, yeah, uh, no, you're you're done, Kate. You're we're not doing this together anymore. You're gone. Go home. I can't put you at risk, put you at danger. And she's like, but I understand the risk. And he's like, no, 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 you don't. <laughs>
1: it's not happening. Um, again, I've commented a couple of times about, you know, the human aspect to this, like, you know, the hearing aid and such stuff like that. I love that in this one, they had the zip line between the roofs and, you know, he told Kate to get down there. So she jumps on the zip line, it gets halfway down. It just stops. Because I mean, yeah, it always it wasn't works well in angle. movies. Yeah, yeah, it always works well in movies and TV shows, and you know they they scream right along. But the reality is that doesn't work that well. You've got to have the right angle. Friction is a motherfucker. Like she's yep. running down there on a bow, and uh, the handguard for that was rubber, so that's going to cause some friction right there.
0: I just like the fact that. Um, um, We're going back to it, like you said. He has to recycle and find his arrows.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that's hilarious. When they, uh and they had to go to the Larpers, who you know, I thought that was a one and done, but now we've got the Larpers again because yeah. one of them's a cop, and they're all like, "Oh, it's Hawkeye, it's the real Hawkeye." You know, they, as long as well, if you help us out, then we'll help you get your arrows out of police lockup. Yeah. I mean, yeah, probably when he was an Avenger or a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, they'd just be like, oh, here's some more arrows. But now he's on his right. own. Like, I got to get that shit back.
0: Well, it's like in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Hey, didn't you get paid for this? Like mm-hmm. when they're trying to apply, when, when when Falcon's trying to apply for a loan for their, him and his sisters, you know, the boat. Well, don't you have any income from being an Avenger? Nah, it wasn't. We didn't really get paid for that. Well, yeah. You know, which you never really think about.
1: Same thing with the Justice League. Like. Where where do they get paid? They've all got to have jobs. That's why Clark Kent works at a newspaper.
0: Yeah, and he has a much nicer place than a mild man, reporter
1: could really. Uh, Yes. Yes, he does. Especially in this day and age. I mean, come on. Yep. Yes, indeed.
0: Cowboy Bebop. Uh, Part of me doesn't want to watch it because they've canceled it.
1: I understand that
0: because it it's cool, but at the same time, it's like, it's been canceled.
1: It has. Um, it's still enjoyable as fuck to me. Like I yes. said, oh. they canceled it, but
0: I know, but I almost hate watch it now. Like the most mm. recent episode, I was so pissed off because as I'm enjoying it, I'm like, but it doesn't matter because once we watch an episode 10, we're all done.
1: Right. So we watched, Episode four and five this week, correct? Because we we're doing two at a time. Yep. And um, we got some good like they're just gonna blur together for me here, but Same here. we we got some good uh, revelations. Like by the end of the fifth episode, um, I can't even think of her name, but the ex girlfriend who's basically in Vicious's uh, life now, you know, his girlfriend. Yeah. She puts the two and two together that you know, spike is alive or, you know, in this case, fearless is alive. Yeah. Um, so that's exciting. But again, like you said, we've got five more episodes and then it's done. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the female cowboy comes back and, you know, she gets her vehicle stolen by some green terrorists, which that was funny as fuck watching them completely screw up that job with the hologram of their mother um, they let the grenade go and actually killed the person that they were supposed to be making demands to the only person the CEO of the company who could actually undo what they wanted undone so that was hilarious to watch and then they stole her ship so she goes to spike and jet black and she's like hey there's gonna be a bounty for them and I know where they're gonna be because I got the transponder and blah 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 <laughs> <laughs> They're just like no. Nope, also, well, Jet wants to help her. He's like, yeah, let's yeah. bring her in. And Spike's like, fuck her. Um, but then by the next episode, it was awesome watching the two of them like trying to pick up because they had the leaderboards. You know, we're watching the uh, the TV show that is the leaderboards of the bounty hunters or the cowboys, and a uh, prison ship had gone it had crashed and a bunch of hardcore prisoners escaped. And I loved watching the two of them, like trying to pick who they were going to go after while jet was off, you know, um, meeting up with his old partner who you knew right from the jump was the one that betrayed him, but they played it off well. Um, but the, uh, watching them talk about the leaderboard and, you know, her be like, Oh, this one looks easy. And he's like, no, that person eats faces. He literally eats faces i don't want to lose my face and then he's like what about this one she's like no it's not worth enough money and then you know he's like no we're gonna go after that one." Oh, somebody already caught that guy damn it well she's like well i guess we're going after my guy and they're like oh six bounty hunters just died trying to apprehend this guy that's six of them were taken off the board now the sharpshooters have said please all cowboys stay back we're now shooting to kill and it was. Fun. It was just really enjoyable watching the banter and the dialogue between the two of those, knowing how much they don't like each other, and by the end actually liked each other.
0: Yeah, they did a great job uh, building their characters together and playing them off each other.
1: Yep. And I love, as much as I'm loath to admit it, I loved her concept of shower-bath-shower. Because... She sucked up all the hot water, and she's like, shower, bath, shower. You never heard of that? Because like baths are awesome, but you don't want to just stew in your own filth. So you take a shower first to get all the filth off you. Then you take a nice soaking bath, and then you take another shower to wash off all that filth.
0: I mean, it's not a bad theory. It's just a waste of water.
1: It's a waste of water, and it's a lot of time invested. But then, of course, by the end, Spike's like, I have new respect for you. This really works. So you're going to continue watching it?
0: Yeah, I am. I was just about, like I said, as I was watching, because episode four, they hadn't canceled yet. And I'm watching episode five and it's like, I don't even know why I'm fucking bothering. Yeah. doesn't matter what's going to happen. It seems so
1: though. sudden, too. And it's Netflix. Like, how does Netflix pull the plug on something after one season? They, they're not known for that recently.
0: I wonder how much it costs to make this, though. Was it a big budget? It feels like it's got to be a big budget.
1: Probably was a pretty big budget. I mean, the set design alone.
0: Yeah. It feels like it's got to be. It feels like a big budget. Uh, hmm. Let's see what else here. Um, Chucky was all done.
1: Yep, we finished that one.
0: We finished up Doctor Who. Uh, no, we have to talk about
1: the sixth episode this week.
0: Okay. All right. uh, Ghosts. Ghosts. The Possession. Did you enjoy this episode?
1: (laughs) Quite a bit, actually. I really liked – because her boyfriend is usually relegated to the side, you know, like responding to them. And I loved watching him pretend to be heady.
0: Yes. uh, So he is working on an electrical – like a, a lamp, a wall mounted lamp. And he's trying to fix the electrical on it and he gets electrocuted and it skyrocket. It shoots him off the stepladder He's on it into Hetty, the ghost mm-hmm. who's standing in the way. And that allows him to possess her uh, or her to possess him. What's funny is that we do see earlier in the episode, they show us how, like, I, I for some reason I want to call her Echo, but the hippie chick, She's chasing a butterfly and she gets to the flower. property line flower. Yeah. She gets to the property line. And when she runs through the cross, the property line, she all of a sudden pops back in. So they mm-hmm. don't know why this happens, but for whatever reason, they can't leave the property. And when they try to leave the property, it just basically makes it like they walk through a doorway that walks them back onto the property. Yeah. That comes into play later. Yeah. I love how they address or they made mention of like, Um, I can't remember what it's saying. They said something about like, why is that against the rules? And they're just like, I don't know. Why can we walk through walls, but we don't fall through the floor. We don't make these rules.
1: (laughs) It was a very good point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I like how they address that a little bit. Uh, The story is, is that, um, the, one of, uh, Jay and Sam's friends, they, um, they don't get invited to their swank wedding, which is coming up and she gets this plan to try to get them to have the wedding there at their, at at their bed and breakfast. Mm -hmm. So a wedding planner shows up and he apparently is a highfalutin, flute wedding planner. That's very famously well-known and, and very high um, uh, opinion of himself and also has a very, high standards of what he wants and so of course jay being the trained chef is supposed to make them you know he's supposed to present his um recommendation and sample of a meal Mm -hmm. and of course now hetty gets involved and she says like beaver tail and blah 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 and
1: cow's brain
0: yeah and and the, the wedding planner was like i love it what a celebration of the hudson valley you know like it's it's very you know in for this area or historic for this area or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And he just loves it for some reason. So I think that's, I thought that was funny. I like how they kept going back to the pigeons in the attic. Mm-hmm. And then they served him a roasted pigeon. Squab. <laughs> Cheetos dust.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And he loved it.
1: Where do you source your pigeons? Locally. Yeah,
0: locally. Yep. Yeah. Um, another cool moment is when, they're gonna do an exorcist on Hetty to get her out of Jay's body, and she discovers it. So she figures out how to start his car and drive, and he's gonna. She's gonna leave, <laughs> and they're all very excited about it. Uh, and when she drives through the the gate, you know the barrier rejects her, and, and rockets are out of his body. So now, if there's ever a possession again, we know how to cure it. Yep, just run through the property line. Exactly. Uh, I did enjoy their, like, talking to Hetty, like, so you actually got to taste Sour Patch Kids. What was it like? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Funny show. Great script, in my opinion. Uh, You know, definitely well done with the cast. And, um, yeah, I thoroughly enjoy this show. It's a great comedy.
1: Yep. Like I said, I love watching Jay pretend to be Hetty, you know, constantly folding the hands in front of his chest, you know, and the, um watching him have arguments with himself. That was fun too. Uh, the wedding planner, Enrico Colantini. Awesome. Haven't seen him in a minute. Love him. Yeah. Uh, Veronica Mars, uh, the leader of the thermians or thermites on galaxy quest. Just a great guy. Or oh, just shoot me. He was the photographer. Yep. Um, great
0: character actor.
1: Yeah. I love that. Um, Isaac remembered seeing this happen before. uh, what did he say? It was, uh, he possessed one of her servants back in the day. Yes. And so he was like, Nate, just tell her that, you know, it's what happened with one of her servants. Oh, it's what happened with one of your servants. Oh, my God. Oh, no. No. <laughs>
0: um, show's on hiatus till January. Mm hmm. So that's the sad part. Yep.
1: Yeah. Oh, I loved it at the end, too, when, uh, because she had been possessing Jay's body. I loved it when she talked to, um, Rose McIver's character there she's like I appreciate you not trying to fornicate with me yes <laughs> just so matter of factly I think
0: it's hilarious how long it took them to figure out like when they go oh no 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 mm-hmm. we can't let them here." when the Irish electrician like, showed up or whatever it was and goes oh, it's a very large nice truck here does it fit all your potatoes, all your potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's Hetty. Mm-hmm. Hetty's possessed Jay so, uh-huh. I, I, yeah, it was fun seeing him act like heavy
1: and be involved. <sighs> Absolutely. In the episode. Yeah. Great episode. Well, great show. Here. Like you said. Yeah. Uh,
0: was the rookie on this week? You know, sometimes yes. I watch it so long ago. I can't recall if it was this week or the week
1: before. You messaged like, me that the rookie, the rookie this week was awesome.
0: Yes. Did you? Okay. You watched it. Yes. It was a first-person camera type thing, like either their body cams, shop cams, security cameras. It was a really cool – the way they set it up is like as soon as they attached their their body cameras to them, boom, that was the vantage point that we had for the entire Mm -hmm. episode. I really enjoyed – and that's not the first time they've mixed up the look of the show either like that, and I really enjoyed that overall.
1: Yep. We had a, uh, the main story was the sovereign citizen who beat up an IRS guy who was coming to start foreclosure proceedings on his house. Um, (laughs) I heard your audible groan there. The sovereign citizens are glorious people.
0: I don't want to, I don't want to offend any sovereign citizen fans of the show, but I don't want you as a fan anyways. Pretty much. So I, I think you're absurd. I think you're backwards and don't know your head from your ass.
1: I was going to say, you know, you work in law enforcement, so absolutely. Um, So, yeah, the main story that runs down through is that, you know, with different groups tracking down different, like, you know, vehicles that he's had, places that he's been, girlfriend that he's had. um, But like you said, it's always some kind of camera view. You know, there's always some kind of. I think he
0: might have skipped. They went to go talk to the sovereign citizens guy for assaulting an IRS agent. He made shots at the officers and then basically With an automatic had, rifle. Yeah, and basically had a manifesto that he was that you know, he was going to go on a rampage of some kind.
1: Right. Right. He was he going got to away. do something.
0: Yes. Uh, they didn't know if he was going to blow stuff up, if he was going to kill a bunch of people, go on a shooting spree. They didn't know what his ultimate end game was going to be. But everyone, of course, that he talked to, you know, he just basically played like, you may not see me again or blah, blah, blah or whatever. So, right. Um, Bradford's sister was around.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: Yeah. We um, basically we find out that Bradford's dad was a giant piece of shit and Bradford Which hasn't forgiven not surprising. him. Nope. Um, you know, and he took it out on Bradford more so than his sister. But I think Bradford was fine with that. And of course he's old and dying and in home and they need to sell their house and this and that. And, and basically Bradford's like, I don't give a shit burn to the ground. Fuck him. I never want to see him again. And Lucy's just like, all right, I know that you're upset about your dad, but you need to kind of be there for your sister because isn't that what's important is supporting her. You don't Mm -hmm. have to support your dad, but support your sister. And he kind of comes around at the end and he's like, all right, I'm going to support my sister. Um, You know, help help her with the home, you know, getting their dad's home ready to resell or whatever they're going to do with it. Tear it down. Uh, he also endorses.
1: uh. Nolan, shit,
0: Nolan, Jeez, I'm crow. I can think of his Nathan Philly I can think of his name. He endorses Nolan for shop steward over Smitty,
1: which Smitty never endorsed anyone.
0: And Smitty's handing out bottles of water and Nolan makes the comment of this bottle isn't sealed. Where did this water come from? He's like, yeah, I recycle the bottles. And where did the water come from? My kitchen sink, water's water. Or my bathroom sink, water's water.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. um, and I don't think he meant anything malicious by it either. Like, because he was handing them out to Bradford's sister. She's like, oh yeah, the guy out front that was handing out water bottles let me in. And he's like, okay, don't drink that. We're not going to yeah. drink that. Okay. <laughs>
0: um, another story involved in this was that um, Lopez is going to build a Rico case against stone. The guy that's blackmailing her husband. Um, after he comes to her and says, Hey, this is what I did. This is what's going on. And instead he goes to gray and tells gray what's going on. And they're going to use him as an informant. And Lopez is pissed because she's like, you know, you're going to get disbarred. You're going to lose your job. You're going to this gonna that. And he's like, yeah, I, I don't care. I'm putting you and the baby in danger. And I, I mean, that ne- that's what needs to stop. So,
1: mm-hmm. And and right. then pulls the, you know, standing right in front of Gray says, I'm not going to do this unless I have your support. So do I have your support? Like, like she's going to be like, no, you don't have it.
0: Right. Exactly. Uh, and then another story, which was kind of a brief one in there is when um, Bradford switches. Nolan, go to channel five. He goes over there. He goes like, hey, and he starts reading off his dad's house, how shitty it is. Mm-hmm. And Nolan's like, oh, yeah, well, actually, I mean, like, if it's got good bones, you could do this and update this. And, you know, you could probably make turn a great profit on it. If, once you invest a little bit of money, I could take a look if you want. And it's like all of a sudden, no can do. Nolan's got to come uh, install the whatever at my house. The gazebo. Lopez, gazebo. And Lopez is like, so you're great, Everyone knowing that you used to be like a carpenter. Yeah, a little bit.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's funny yep. how the show's called The Rookie, but there's really – there's there's only one rookie now, and Nolan's definitely not a rookie anymore.
1: Right. Yeah, he's definitely um, – he's a full-on police officer, and now he's going to be shop steward because you know that that's yep. where it's going. Anyway. Oh, yeah. It's such a low-stakes thing that, of course, he's going to be shop steward.
0: <laughs> Don't worry. He'll get kidnapped for some reason because of it.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Oh, is that the only, is that the end of the shows?
1: Um, I, I forgot. I did watch another episode of, uh, Dexter new blood. It's oh. getting better. Um, it was already good, but it's getting better. Um, it is dark though. Like we'll usually watch one episode at a time and be like, okay, that's enough for now. Um, yeah, but we've got like three or four episodes to go that are live now. I think we've got three that are live now. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good show. Good, good for Dexter fans. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Cause you haven't watched it yet. Um, otherwise for shows, there's only two other that I have on my list. One is Dr. Who episode six of the flux. And the other one is I want to hear your take on Bebo saves Christmas.
0: Oh, that's fucking garbage. Holy cow. Like, that was a dick move you could have just said to me this show is fucking garbage don't bother watching it uh it's nothing like we kind of expected or anticipated um and i would have been like i believe you
1: (laughs) i could have you are absolutely correct that is a thing i could have said and done
0: like all right i i fucking i put this show on and it starts out with the you know, like, all right, this is my thought. Oh, it's the before the credits opening and we're getting this animation kind of backstory. And I'm like, oh, OK, it's going to change at some point.
1: Nope. Nope. Uh, no, I just, it um, it, I, I understand that, you know, Christmas stories traditionally have to follow a formula you know the christmas magic is gone some pure soul wants to save christmas they're going to get together a ragtag group of one to four helpers that are all in it for their own reasoning um yada da ya, you know but holy crap this was this was beyond generic like this didn't have bebo like i was expecting it to be really bebo or or to have some like funny tie-ins or something. I mean, the best we got was Victor Garber trying to be the narrator and getting pushed around and being like, "That's it, I'm not going to do this if I'm going to get pushed around."
0: Yeah. No, I wasn't I wasn't a fan.
1: That was the one where I said that was a show I watched. And you're like, "Oh no." And I'm like, "No, I just don't want to give you any feedback." Yeah, I yeah. didn't want to say it. it's hot garbage. And now I'm so mad that I won't be watching anymore. DC stuff apparently. <sighs> yeah, um
0: Yeah, I just don't I just I I just don't know.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Sorry that you had to go through that, but you know, misery loves company, man.
0: So, I'm on IMDb right now cuz I was trying to find the ratings for this Bebo Saves Christmas bullshit, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And and it's like it's it's a very shocking like seven point three out of ten stars. Really, listen to this review: All hail Bebo! I la la love this movie. The writers of the Arrowverse are pure genius. I only fell in love with Bebo. I fell in love with Bebo ever since he was the Norse god of war who hungered for battle. When this was announced, I couldn't wait to watch it, and it did not disappoint. Filled with plenty of Easter eggs from the Arrowverse and and in jokes that poke fun at title at the title or character. Great fun for the whole family, whether you're a fan of the DC and uh, DC CWDC or not. A worshiper of the cuddly god of war, or just looking for an entertaining holiday special, this is the film for you. Five stars.
1: Wow. And is the person that wrote that the producer of it? Well,
0: the handle like rshoop dash four, four, seven, six, nine probably isn't. <laughs> yeah, that's. That's his uh, that's the only review they have, apparently. Mm. Hold on, maybe more. Yeah, no, that's that. They literally created an account to write that review
1: huh
0: yeah so that's
1: that, that seems like it was um planted <laughs>
0: yeah yep that uh user reviews oh it says there's three of them oh shit Bebo, say, uh, a neat Christmas special that is worth watching. Bebo saves Christmas is a Christmas special said to be from the Arrowverse starring Bebo, the blue plush toy who debuted in DC's Legends of Tomorrow and has become a popular character. In this special, which is how the Arrowverse characters watched it, Bebo loves the holidays when the other citizens of Bo have given in to commercialism and sending Christmas memes. However, when he gets a letter back that it's form letter calling him a valued customer, he decides to go to the North Pole with his friends to set things right. This is the perfect example of how a holiday special should be done. Five stars. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. The other review is a fucking full five-star review as well. No. I literally have nothing. Oh, my God. I literally have nothing negative to say for once. What? What? That's the starting line. Hey, oh my God. it's Christmas, I guess. About this or any review, to start off, I have to admit, I wasn't expecting to laugh and smiled and enjoyed it as much as I did. But wow, I really enjoyed it so much, I'm hoping that it would that it would come out to physical media for the current seasons of the current CW Arrowverse with, as a bonus episode or whatever on the final disc of that show.
1: That guy struggles with Talk.
0: Well, every word is capital Every word, the first words capitalized.
1: Hmm. Excellent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 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 They could have easily made these characters so unlikable by how all of the personalities are written. Aside from Bebo, um, they, were they, very they, they were
1: very unlikable. <laughs> they,
0: were ex- <laughs> they were very unlikable.
1: They were. They were very unlikable.
0: And finally, I think it was great that they made it a musical, or at least part of a musical, but they had a what? couple of musical songs. <laughs> and of course, it goes without saying that the humor in it, it was great as well. It's not too childish, and at the same time, it's not too mature for this holiday special. is a big no-no for younger audience. I felt the humor was at the perfect sweet spot. Five stars! It's actually ten stars, but five sounds better.
1: I, uh... I guess that, you know, there's different tastes out there, you know, different strokes for different folks. Yeah, I guess so. Doctor
0: Who, The Vanquishers.
1: The Vanquishers.
0: I gotta say, overall, it wasn't a great season of Doctor Who.
1: No, it really wasn't. I wanted it to be. I, I kept I, trying to like it more.
0: Gosh, I wanted it to be so bad as well. The final episode becomes very convoluted as the Doctor somehow sp- somehow splits herself into three, or is split into three, and she's uh, two different planes of the universe and in three different time- times.
1: Conveniently with all of her friends.
0: Yes, conveniently with all of her friends and everyone that needs to happen. And um, yeah, it's just, it's just, it was just, it was just okay. It really you're gonna was.
1: Help, you're gonna help me out here because um, I watched the whole thing, and yeah, it was. It was some tomfoolery, you know, the traditional stuff of, you know, pull it out of your ass at the last minute. Oh, you know how we'll stop the flux is we'll put the passenger out there and let him absorb the flux. Okay. Is that really going to work? I guess. Um, But as they were doing their farewells and, you know, the end of the episode, the last two minutes, my app froze. And I never got a chance to see the end, I guess. Really? Yeah, I kept trying to refresh it, and it always froze at that one spot.
0: Okay, so did you see how they, they left the Serpent King, or whoever he is?
1: The Grand Serpent.
0: The Grand Serpent, thank you. They left him on, like, an asteroid.
1: Yes, they exiled him, exiled um, him. and I saw that uh, the lovers got back together, and they were going to go off and have their kid. They went
0: somewhere. off with the dog, man.
1: Yes, the Lupari.
0: Um diane the one-armed girl decides to not go on a date with dan dan's like but it wasn't my fault i was late i got i kind of got abducted like you did uh but she's like yeah no i don't i don't want to date you anymore
1: wow what a dick
0: yeah i know kind of a dick move but that leaves dan open now to go hang out with yaz and the doctor
1: right fair enough
0: and the doctor takes her her watch of memories
1: Oh, so she did get it, okay.
0: She did, and she opens she takes this this part of the TARDIS out and drops the watch in the so it goes into the TARDIS. And we don't know basically she tells the TARDIS to keep this uh, safe for me, but don't let me know where it is. So that's kind of what you missed.
1: Mm, okay. <clears throat> yeah. Did they did they ever Cause I didn't see it when I was watching it. Did they ever try to imply what I was thinking that the baby no. was okay. Nope.
0: They never did that. No.
1: Good. Yeah. So what do we got? Three specials now. And then
0: we got a new year's. We got three specials. First one, new year's day later this month, two weeks, uh, 18 days away or whatever it is. Nice. And then we got two spec two more specials. And then we, we get the new doctor. Do you think they go back to a man or do you think yes. they like, go so Asian woman. You know what I mean? Like,
1: <laughs> Right. No, I think they're going to go back to a man. Uh, Russell T Davies is taken back over. So he's going to want to, he's probably already got it all planned out exactly who he wants and how he wants them to I really do it.
0: enjoy Jody Whitaker as the doctor.
1: Me too. Oh, I loved it. Um, you know, like you said, it was, it was rather inexplicable being split into three parts. But when two of them met up, I love it when she was like, Oh, I've got a crush on her. Like, About herself. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yes. Yep. Uh, did you watch any movies?
1: Uh, uh, I did not watch any movies, but I know that you watched at least one that we could talk about.
0: I literally watched. Well, I mean, I watched, um, the majority of Sherlock Holmes, the first Robert and Jr. Sherlock Holmes movie. Mm. I watched the majority of that. I have a little bit left to finish. um, yeah uh the only other movie i watched in its entirety i'm trying to think mm-hmm. what else do we watch this week not a whole lot really uh so the only movie that kate i watched this entirety is kate and i we we watched uh love hard the netflix original movie um about online dating catfishing uh one person thinking love actually is the greatest christmas movie the other one thinking die hard is the greatest christmas movie um I got to say, ultimately, I really, I really dug it. I really enjoyed it a lot. I mean, it's not necessarily a Christmas movie as much as it's a movie that takes place at Christmas.
1: Much like Die Hard.
0: Which is a Christmas movie. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I agree. But yeah, that's always been the argument is, no, it's just a movie that takes place at Christmas. It's a Christmas film.
0: But anyways, um. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I really, really did. I, I did. You like it?
1: Oh, I did. Yes, yeah. it was a lot of fun. Um, <clears throat> you're right. It, it, the main theme here is, you know, the catfishing aspect of it. You kind of knew how things were going to end up anyway, but you yeah. still enjoyed the ride as it went along. Um, and but yeah, go ahead. They re, they they switched roles in this.
0: It's yes. typically the guy doesn't see the beautiful girl that's right in front of him through the whole movie until the end. And in Mm -hmm. this case, it was the girl not seeing the great guy that was right in front of her.
1: Right. Because he says that to her, he's like, that was still me. You know, you fell in love with me. Yep. So, um, yeah, Jimmy O. Yang. I always enjoy his comedy. He's, he can go either deadpan or really like, um, like wink to the camera kind of, uh, but he does a really good job. I loved the guy who plays his dad. I can't even think of the actor's name, but I love that guy. Um, Nina yes, Dobrev, I do who I haven't seen in forever, she did a good job. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, it was it was great. Uh, I loved the. Ex- it, you're right. It was a complete reversal because I loved watching her go to the extremes trying to win the hunky guy. And realizing, you know, that it's ridiculous. Like, you're basically doing all the things that you hate, all the things that you say you're not, just to get this guy in your pants. Yeah. Like, um, with the backdrop also that she's supposed to be writing a story for the publication that she works for. And then, of course, you know, he finds out, and blah, blah, blah. It's good. No, I really enjoyed this. I loved the Christmas caroling. Um, I loved the his brother who always shows him up. I didn't recognize it at first. And Then Julie was like, he was on Glee. I'm like, oh my God, he was, he was one of the jocks that was on Glee.
0: Yeah, I know. I said the same thing to Kim. Like, oh, that's the guy from Glee. And she was like, oh, I thought I recognized him. Yeah. Yeah. So I, we, I just threw it on and be like, all right, let's just put a movie on and, and hopefully I don't fall asleep and then we both found ourselves getting heavily involved with it and just really enjoyed it. And it was fun.
1: Yeah. It was it's fun. probably. I mean, it's not anything that I'm going to make like a Christmas tradition out of, but no. it was a thoroughly enjoyable Christmas movie. And I'm glad that I watched it. And yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, news and stuff, news and trailers, trailers, news and trailers. News and trailers. Yeah. All right. Well, I shared one bit of news earlier. already. Cowboy boobop was canceled. Yeah. Yeah,
1: not a fan of that. That's not a fan of that at all. Um, I, I had a couple of two pieces of news that popped up tonight. And other than that, only one of them um, before that. Uh, Marvel's Eternals will be on Disney Plus January 12th. So.
0: Oh, cool. I'll watch it then.
1: Yeah. Uh, speaking of this, isn't really a news art item, but it kind of is. Uh, I had forgotten about this. December 22nd, which is coming right up here in like what? uh Nine days. Yeah. Matrix, the fourth Matrix movie is going to be on HBO Max.
0: Yeah, that's next. That's that's, uh, next Wednesday.
1: Yeah. And it'll be another one of those where it'll only be there for a month like they did with the other ones like Suicide Squad and Dune and such. And then it'll be back a couple months later. But um, I think we're going to do a uh, speed run of the trilogy. And then I was about
0: to say, do we rewatch the trilogy?
1: I think so. I I think it's been so many years since I've seen those. And I remember, I I remember movie two and three, I actually liked, and it was very divisive because most of the rest of the world hated them, like hated them with a passion. And I remember at the time thinking, I actually kind of enjoy these. So I want to go back and see a, how well they aged or how poorly they aged. And two, whether or not it still stands. Do I still enjoy those movies for what they were? Or do I, Jump on the other bandwagon and be like, no, you know what? They're right. They're garbage. That's where I stand on that.
0: Um, pardon me. Very much so. Yeah,
1: I agree. So oh, you're gonna watch them.
0: I'm sorry. I just remembered something else. Kate and I watched. Oh, okay. We watched the Annie live. Oh. Yeah, uh, we watched that, the Annie live. Um, did,
1: did you guys lose a bed or were you trying to induce vomiting?
0: No, we like musicals. You know that. But we watched it on I, I Peacock. I know but. We watched it on Peacock. So when it was aired on TV, it was three hours. Mm-hmm. And then we watched it on Peacock. It was two hours and six minutes. So I'm glad we watched it on Peacock and didn't watch it live when it aired. Uh, no doubt. we enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. I meant to mention this last week and I forgot. We We enjoyed the – it wasn't as good as the original movie. You know, mm-hmm. um, because, well, Carol Burnett is in it and you just she steals the show. Period.
1: Right. Right.
0: Yeah. So
1: but anyhow, the, that reminded me there was something that I saw recently. I saw like a promo for it or some news articles and I may check it out. Um, I think it was called live. In Fr- yeah, here we go. Live in front of us. It was oh, an ABC live special. Yeah. Yeah, and yes. it's a recreation of classic episodes of the Facts of Life in different strokes with current famous people playing the roles.
0: Yes, this is the third time they've done it. Yeah. I watched the first ones. Um, Norman Lear, is is he, he hosts these shows and they air it and they do it live. And um, he also like created all these shows. And he's 99 years old, by the way. Damn. Yeah. And like, Go so the, yeah, I know. So the first couple they did was the Jeffersons and all in the family.
1: Yes. And I remember then,
0: that. Yep. And then what was the next one they did? They did all in the family. And, the Jeffersons. and then they did good times and all in the family. Okay. The crossover ones. Uh, so, and then they did the, the most recently did the facts of life and different strokes.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that pop up for me on my Hulu today and I almost put it on but I was like, no, I'll check it out at some point but I wasn't yeah, feeling it.
0: We got like Allison Tolman as Natalie, Gabriel Gabriel Union as 2D, Jennifer Erneston as Blair. So.
1: Hmm. Could be fun.
0: I do plan on checking it out. It's on my it's on my my um my Hulu to watch it. Yes. So, <clears throat>
1: um
0: Dude, different strokes. They got Kevin. They got John Lithgow playing Mr. Drummond.
1: <laughs> nice. Uh, Kevin
0: Ar- Kevin Hart is playing Arnold, which is hilarious. I could know. see
1: that, yeah, because he's Damon, funny.
0: Damon Wayans Senior is playing Willis.
1: <laughs> Perfect.
0: Uh, Anne Dowd is playing Edna Garrett, and she also oh, played Edna Garrett in Facts of Life. So there's, they are doing the crossovers.
1: Good. Good.
0: Um. And then freaking Snoop Dogg's in it
1: That's huh. Vernon. So, Interesting. Yeah. So I didn't hear you say Dudley. So apparently they're not doing the bike shop episode.
0: Nope. No, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. They did. Um, let's see here. Will Willis's privacy. Willis is tired of having Arnold hang out, hang around him all the time, so he goes back to home to get away from him, possibly for good. And then the facts of life is kids can be cruel a Natalie is determined to get even with the insensitive Blair, but she unwittingly entangles an innocent victim in her scheme. Dun, dun, dun.
1: So. Interesting.
0: so you have have you checked out any of the previous ones? No. Okay. You should, it's worth it.
1: Yeah. I, I may, now that I've got this locked into my Hulu.
0: Yeah, you should. Cause Woody Harrelson was an excellent Archie bunker. <clears throat> And Marissa Tomei was a very good Edith Bunker. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. So,
1: um, they just announced tonight: CW is adding another DC superhero show to their lineup. For the love of God, what's this? This one's called Gotham Knights, K N I G H T S, and it is not tied into the upcoming Gotham Knights. Video game, and it's also not a spin off of Batwoman, even though three of the writers from Batwoman are working on this. The official synopsis is, in the wake of Bruce Wayne's murder, his rebellious adopted son forges an unlikely alliance with the children of Batman's enemies when they are all framed for killing the Cape Crusader. And as the city's most won criminals, this renegade band of misfits must fight to clear their names. But in a Gotham with no dark night to protect it, the city descends into the most dangerous it's ever been. However, hope comes from the most unexpected of places, as this team of mismatched fugitives will become its next generation of saviors. So it says his rebellious adopted son. They don't say if that's going to be Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Tim Drake, which depending on which one of those it is, it would go in a very different direction. You know, Mm -hmm. Dick Grayson, original Robin went on to become Nightwing, you know, the basically the Batman heir apparent Jason Todd fuckhead. I mean, complete fuckhead, got murdered by the uh, Joker, but not really murdered by the Joker, and came back as Red Hood, the very violent, gun-wielding vigilante. Uh, And then Tim Drake, we're just not going to talk about Tim Drake. Nope. Um, But there's also Damian Wayne, who's his biological son, so are they going to throw him in the mix, too? Probably. And who are these children of Batman's enemies? Like, what are they going to do? Like, oh, I'm Poison Ivy's daughter, and I'm Penguin's son, and, you know they're just going to create characters for this. I'm so mad right now.
0: DC on CW used to be such an amazing thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And now I see this and I'm like, yeah, they just, yep.
0: it used to be such an amazing thing.
1: Um, the other thing, and this is kind of, it, it's not really a new news story, but it's an update on a news story from 2018. 2018, they said they were going to make a live action Mega Man movie. Now they've said, yes, it's actually moving forward at Netflix. Mm, okay. So Netflix has officially said, yep, this is where it's coming. Um, so I don't know. I. I'll I'll have more of an opinion when I see like some production from it, because there's a number of different ways that could go. I'm thinking the Sonic movie, you know how what it could have been yep. when we saw the first trailer and he was all gangly and humanistic. Terrible. Yeah. And then um, the uh, the updated version that we got that was phenomenal, which, by the way, just to kind of roll into this um the game awards was this week and I watched a lot of that, which is, you know, kind of like the Oscars for video games. And, um, Ben Schwartz actually came out to present at one point and he, he's a fucking hilarious anyway, but he actually, one of his first notes was, you know, yeah. Uh, thank you to everybody out here. Thank you to the fans. Um, I really, I wanted to talk to the nerds out there and tell you, thank you for the notes on Sonic. Um, those were some good notes, you know, the <laughs> whole, uh, big, tall human teeth thing, you know, uh, uh, thank you. That was actually, that was really good. And, uh, I think thanks to your feedback, we made something that was definitely worth, uh, watching and it's absolutely right. And he's like, and then I brought the trailer with me for the second one. He holds up a a blank CD. And he's like, (laughs) no, this this isn't really, this is just a blank CD. Can can you imagine? Like, I don't think that there's a computer out there anymore that has a DVD drive in it that could play this. That's awesome. I gotta say, I, I
0: watched the first Sonic movie kind of on a lurch finally. And I think with Wesley and we both got sucked right into it. Oh, it was great. Like, I'll be honest when I don't think you had to be a fan of the video game to enjoy the movie.
1: Nope. I don't think you do either. I mean, I was a fan of the games, but I, I looked at that and I was like, people are going to enjoy this no matter what.
0: Mm-hmm. And like we like you shared with me the trailer and the second one looks great.
1: Yes. Um what's really awesome. I can't believe they did this. So they went big budget and they got Idris Elba to do the voice of Knuckles, which cool. You know, it's fucking Idris Elba. He makes everything better. Um, but the voice of tails is actually the woman who does his voice in the video games, which is fucking awesome. Oh, that is cool. I like that. Yeah. So instead of just grabbing another actress and being like, Oh, she can be tails. Nope. They got this woman who's been doing his voice for years in the games. Awesome. Fucking awesome. But, yeah, the sequel looks just as much fun. Um, Robotnik looks more Robotnik than ever. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, I'm digging it. You,
0: say, you shared with me a couple other trailers. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about all of them. Cobra Kai Season 4, I didn't bother watching because I don't want any spoilers. I'm just going to watch the show.
1: Oh, it looks so good.
0: I imagine it does.
1: And the music that they had playing in the background. Oh, like yeah.
0: I, I, I didn't hear it, but it had to be awesome.
1: It was. Yeah. I've got to look it up now. Go ahead and continue talking. I've got to look this up because I can't remember what songs.
0: Dragons, the Nine Realms. I don't care about this. Uh,
1: yeah, I figured it's more for the kids than anything.
0: Yep. I hear you there. Um, Sonic 2. Uh, astrid and lily save the world um not anything i'm i care about seeing
1: okay the reason that i sent you that is because that is going to be either the lead-in or the lead out when they premiere season two of resident alien okay so it looks odd it looks quirky but yeah that's that's what that is going to be is that's season two of resident alien will either be right before that or right after that
0: and then I watched the trailer that you sent me for The Now, the Roku original. Oh, I watched one of movie, the Roku original with Dave Franco.
1: What'd you think of that?
0: Um, Gosh, I have no fucking clue. Like, I watched
1: I mean, it. It has Bill Murray.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's going to be good, though. I no, watched no. it. I watched the trailer. <laughs> I didn't dislike it, but I didn't really know what to think of it.
1: <coughs> yeah, I didn't either. Like, I love Dave Franco. I I yep. like Bill Murray. You know, but nothing here really like got me.
0: Yeah, same. Uh, Resident Alien season two. I shared with you that the uh, season is going to be launching in January, yep. and that it's going to be. Uh, split into two. So we're going to get the first half of the season here in January and the second half later in the year. Gotcha. Uh, you shared with me, um,
1: rock of ages. That's what it was.
0: Oh yeah. Rock
1: of ages over the yeah. season. Right. Yeah.
0: Okay. Sure. That makes perfect sense. Mm. Uh, you shared with me about, uh, the firefly reboot coming to Disney plus and the article really didn't have a whole lot in it. No. Um, it was just like whatever is out there plus a bunch of speculation, but it mm-hmm. does kind of, you know, keeps it on the radar. Like you said, exactly. Um, did you have any other news and trailers?
1: Um, no, I think that was it. It was a relatively light week for news.
0: So I forgot. I did watch um, Zoe's extraordinary Christmas special.
1: Oh, that's right. You did. I did not. How was it? And
0: I. I. Okay, I'll just say this. Um, It's just like a long, it's a long episode of the show. Okay. Um, You know, you, you, you love Mo and then you're annoyed with Mo's antics. You love (laughs) Zoe and then you're annoyed with Zoe's antics.
1: Um, Did they find a way for uh, Zoe to get drunk again? Because that seems to be the theme every episode these days.
0: (laughs) No. Um, But they, I don't know, it had a satisfactory ending. Okay. But not a, not like a, a full conclusion.
1: Oh, that, Well, that was what I was going to ask. I'm going to yeah. watch it, but would you say that it was like a, like that would be a good way to end the series? Because like we got a fucking cliffhanger at the end of season two.
0: Better than the end of season two.
1: Okay.
0: That's for sure. Better than the end of season two.
1: But still um, not satisfying enough.
0: No, 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 no. It was satisfying, but it's also open-ended. It's like if this was the last that you ever saw of the characters, okay. They're gonna go on and live their lives and, and do you know, and just be people. There's no unanswered questions other than why does Zoe have this power to begin with? Okay. Uh, but they did leave it so that if they came back and did more episodes, they could. Or if this was the last of it, it's the last of it. Because there is rumors that if the movie does well, that Roku's gonna bring the, the the series back. Right. I did realize how much I missed the the concept of the show, you know, with the, the random, basically using music to describe scenes and to describe people's emotions and everything. And mm-hmm. you really see how they did such a great job with their song and dance numbers. Like they really put a lot of effort into it. Yeah. And making them good. And so that's that was another thing. <clears throat> You also realize how not good of a singer Jane Levy is.
1: <laughs> no, she's not.
0: Yeah. So. But she didn't need to be really.
1: Right. No, she did. Because she I, barely ever sang.
0: And I will say this. There is nothing in the world. Absolutely nothing in the world that is going to top the season one finale. No. No. With uh, American Pie, after Zoe's no. dad died,
1: no, nothing in the
0: world's gonna top that. Whew, that was <laughs> that was emotionally draining.
1: It absolutely was. Yeah, yeah. Th- there's a few gut punch moments that I can think of in TV and movies that really hit like that, and that yep. that one's right up there on the list. Yep, absolutely. That is one, that one, and then um, I'm just gonna say four words. I don't want to go.
0: Oh God! I almost said that earlier, but I didn't want to.
1: <laughs> right. I think I think, of, I think about... of all of them, that's one of the biggest <sighs> gut punches. Although I have to say, the first episode with Capaldi and the <laughs> realization of the phone.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute! I just got over this, and now you're gonna punch me again. Yep. Oh. Man. God damn it! I got that coming up.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't envy you on that on that side of things, sir. Uh, yeah, right now, like I'm trying to watch. Like I tried to the other day I was like, ah, oh, like it was um last night actually after Kate and Wesley went to bed. I I was like only like eight o'clock and I was trying to find something to watch and I just couldn't find something. Like I kind of really want to watch something Christmas themed, but dark. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. That was another thing. I, okay. I remember something I watched. I watched the FX, a Christmas Carol.
1: My friend, you, you seem to be a bad note taker this week.
0: Oh, I was because I wasn't keeping like, I just, I just was, it's been a rough week for me. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's right. I watched FX, a Christmas Carol. It's almost three hours long. It's the one with Guy Pierce. their version of the Scrooge story, obviously. But I was I kind of want something like that. And I thought I was going to drag that out over a few nights. But I end up just wasting it away pretty quickly. You no. Know, yeah. But. Nice. So, yeah, that's kind of like I'm in a bit of a, a rut because, like, I kind of don't want to watch regular shows. I kind of want to watch Christmas themed stuff, but I kind of want to watch really dark Christmas themed
1: stuff. Yeah, I get that. Yeah.
0: Like I'm tempted to go throw on a Silent Night, Deadly Night, because I haven't watched—I've watched, watched the—I watched the first one a couple of years ago, but I haven't watched any of the others in a long time. It's kind of tempting.
1: Hmm. Can't help you with that, man.
0: We'll see. We'll see. But that's it for me, sir.
1: That's also it for me, sir.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm on the Twitter. I'm superstar
1: Mel. I'm the Quantum Geek G33K. That's a show. Week we too late